Blog Talk Radio. What up? Hello? What is going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Closers. A couple minutes late here. Couldn't get the number to... I don't know. I just couldn't get her to work, y'all, but I got it to work, so we're good to go. Um, But that is on me and my apologies. Hey, second episode. This is going to happen, you know, I guess. It is what it is. But uh, we're here now, so, you know. But uh, hope you all had a great week. We're going to get into some of the Pro Bowl stuff. We're going to get into some basketball stuff, talk about the Super Bowl uh, coming up next weekend. Uh, and see what uh, people have to say when they call in. If we get any callers tonight, if uh, we uh, get any callers tonight, you guys calling in, we are going to open up the phone lines uh, about the later half in the show, and if you guys can keep it to five to ten minutes for each caller, uh, that'd be much appreciated. Uh, That way we can keep her going, and people can call in and get their opinions out there. Like I said, this is a 69-minute show. Uh, so, with that being said, PJ, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, you know, can't complain, can't complain. <clears throat> Watching a little uh, bit of pickleball slam. If anybody knows what that is, you guys are more than welcome to call and talk about that a little bit because I sure don't. I don't know what pickleball is. Yeah. I know what pickleball is, but I don't know. Pickleball slam. I've never, never even heard of pickleball. <laughs> really? It's played with like it's it's played with a a racket um, bigger than a ping pong paddle, but smaller than a tennis racket, and it's hard like a ping pong paddle. And, and the ball, it's kind of like a tennis ball. And, and they play on, like, the, uh, a really close, like, way closer uh, than tennis. Uh, Heck, I'd probably say he has four squares. I would imagine it's probably, I don't know, 20 by 10 wide. It's a really small court. Uh, pickleball, y'all, if you ever want to get into anything. <laughs> You learn something new every day. When you said pickleball, I thought it was like a actual ball of pickle there after playing. <laughs> so, uh, what what was your biggest takeaway uh, from the Pro Bowl? Uh, were you know were you able to watch much of it outside of today? Uh, so, what were your thoughts? Um, NFC strong. <laughs> And the NFC dominated all the skills challenges. 
that was just unreal. He's got some good players too, but yeah, that's just, this is like the very first time I set down to play a football game. So I'm being real, it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. My thing was when they went to the the, the flag football. I, I I thought well, well this could be cool because you know when they are out there with pads on they're playing two hand touch anyway right ain't nobody out there fully force getting it and stuff like that you know what I mean like I've seen some highlights where they were kind of back on the Pro Bowl like early nineties and stuff they would be kind of yeah they kind of get you here and there but as it came along into the two thousands it was it was to me it was boring. Um, you know, I mean, it just, it just was, I, I've been to uh, uh, youth football games, five-year-olds had more action than the Pro Bowl did. Yeah. Know? So yeah. it was cool, the dynamic, uh, to see the games that they played throughout the week that went to points that, you know, um, that, w- that went into their points for when they started the thing. It was like 12 to 6 when the game started or whatever. Uh, yeah, because they had like dodgeball. Then they had like oh, uh, 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 best receiver catch. They had Madden two on two where they played the game against each other. Uh, so I, I thought I thought the whole as a whole, probably one of the best Pro Bowls I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I missed the simple you know. fact that you pulled it in Hawaii, but now it's in Florida, but. Yeah, I, I think it was, you know, because they always wanted to host it somewhere where it couldn't get canceled. Uh, so South Florida is always nice and beautiful. But then I'm like, man, it does get some rain. And it was under a chance of rain, too. Uh, and they thought about it. If it moved in, it would be, you know, tough to have it. But it held off. And, uh, you know, Hawaii, yeah, it's beautiful. You could see that week of scenery and people showing inside this but they didn't show much unless you followed somebody on like instagram or a social media site you know throughout the week really uh but this thing they broadcasted it to like i was seeing stuff like from wednesday so i thought it was uh you know pretty pretty interesting the the biggest thing that i take away from the pro bowl is somebody making the pro bowl that didn't deserve it. Um, so, Buda Baker made the Pro Bowl for the NFC as a safety. Okay? He makes it ahead of Antoine Winfield. Do you know what Baker's stats were for uh, Arizona as a defensive uh- guy? Zero interceptions. Zero forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries, and zero sacks. You know what Winfields were? Three interceptions, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, and five sacks. Why wasn't he in the Super Bowl, uh, Pro Bowl? Don't know. Tons that, of people are talking about it going into this. I, I knew, uh, I started waiting too when Gardner Minshew there. And he, I was like, people well, were saying, where's oh, sorry, Lamar? Wait. I was like, where's Lamar? Why ain't he out there? People were saying that 
Baker got in because of a name. You know, legacy, his old man, whatever, you know. Uh, I don't know. Winfield Jr., I mean, he's got a name too. I mean, uh, I don't care if you've got a name or not. You can't put somebody in a Pro Bowl that has zeros across the board. If you're Tom Brady, <laughs> you've got zeros across the board. If you've got Patrick Mahomes, if you've got John Elway, you can't put them in. So, you know, and against a guy that got snubbed with three picks, five force fumbles, five recoveries, and five sacks, that that's – somebody dropped the ball, and somebody needs fired. That's just my two cents about that. That was my biggest takeaway going into the Pro Bowl was who 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 did this? <laughs> who did that mistake? I know, and I found I just found out why Lamar and he opted out of it. Okay. Put put guard. Yeah, in. you have that. But yeah, you'll you'll have that. Antoine Winfield Jr. was actually snubbed out of it. Oh, he was snubbed out of it. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't. It wasn't a case of, you know, he he couldn't go or he had injury or. That's crazy. You couldn't find somebody else to get in there besides Baker that was zeros across the board. And, uh, you know, NFC topping the AFC in the Pro Bowl, by the way, 64 to 59. Uh, the AFC did score more in the game, but the NFC, with all the challenges you have, the different categories that they had to do, you know, they the, that that put them over the edge. And it came down to the last play, and it was deflected. I mean, it was it was crazy how it came down and, and what yeah. had happened at the end. But, um, yeah, it was just it – was, it was cool how the whole thing was and I tell you I, I tell you what uh, Mr. CJ Stroud's got a a uh, long future ahead of him Oh I couldn't agree more could not agree more He you know I've been a fan of his since college uh a lot of people you know doubt him hate on him whatever um but no he put numbers up he made the playoffs I mean and uh, I think he, he might be something special. You know, Geno Smith made the Pro Bowl, by the way. Yeah, hey, didn't he throw two, three interceptions in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, you know, when they announced him in the beginning, I was like, uh, uh, oh, okay. I mean, he had 3,600 yards, 20 touchdowns, nine picks, and a 92 rating. Um that's his second best year to his last year when he had 4,200 um, and 30 and 11. But, you know, that could have come down to, again, a late replacement. Uh, you know. Yeah, with uh, Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl, he was in the Pro Bowl, so he probably took his spot. That, that's very true. There's none of the Super Bowl teams had any players in the Pro Bowl because, you know, you don't want to go out there and get hurt before the big game. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, they're already out there, uh, you know, getting ready and going through stuff. And, uh, you know, we've got to talk about it. You know, Travis Kelsey talking about how he couldn't go to the Grammys tonight. You know, he wishes he could, but he's doing his, you know, they both are in that kind of business. They understand it can't be everywhere. Let's get that out of the way. Everybody's got to talk about Swift. I'm, I, I, yeah. Me personally, I'm tired of seeing her on TV. That's just me. I'm just, it's like you show more, you show her every time there's a break, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and I know it's only milliseconds or whatever, and it's you know. But thing is, you don't show the owner. You don't show like, and you can't tell me that they're not. There isn't other uh, athletes with significant others that might be in the celeb business, or are they all just played out by now? I, I don't know, but I get it. The NFL has done a great job of getting new eyeballs watching football. I mean, they're hitting the, the, the you know, what, uh, 10, 11 to 16-year-old age group to watch something they never probably usually would have. Yeah. And she's increased over $300 million in revenue, uh, you know, for the, the NFL. Thing. And you know what? They're all about that bottom line. The thing, the thing of the matter is, you know, you show her, uh, it's like, yeah, ridiculous. Every time he made a big play, Chris Hatch was a play on TV. It was just, you ain't got to show her about Yeah, right. That just, you know. But, yeah, it's going to make sense, Yeah. Uh, another topic, you know, out of the NFL while we're on this subject, and then we'll move on to uh, <clears throat> some other things here just in a little bit. But uh, while we're staying on the topic of uh, football and Super Bowl coming up next week, uh, you talk about going into Super Bowl week, you don't want distractions, uh, you know, uh, stay focused, no outside noise. Patrick Mahomes, uh TJ, you brought this story to me. He might have some distractions. Yeah, his uh, news broke today that his old man got uh, so that's a that's a big distraction in the world. Very big distraction, you know. He he's at a lot of the games. He he's uh, you know. Uh, a big supporter, of course, of his boy. Uh, so, I, you know, hopefully they can uh, deal with that when it needs to be dealt with or whatever, and Patrick Mahomes can be at the top best he, you know, needs to be at because, you know, the last thing we want to see a Super Bowl where somebody's not on their A game because of outside noises, and then you get a bunch of, well, you know, what happened with this, what happened with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh you know, so the article reads, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes Sr., a former Major League Baseball player and the father of Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, was arrested for suspicion of DUI in Saturday in Texas. It was the third DUI arrest for Mahomes Sr. <clears throat> Jesse Newell of Kansas City Star says the arrest happened Saturday in Tyler, Texas. The second charge occurred in 2018, pled guilty. He received a sentence of 40 days. He received time on weekends for February through February 19th through February 2020. 
In this case, no one was injured. However, under Texas law, Mahomes Sr. faces 10 years in prison given that it would be his third DUI offense. Uh, I didn't read that part. Oh, man. Yes. So that, you know, they're, and they're, they're talking about uh, the charge. Well, apparently, you know, with that consenting to this, thankfully for Palm Sr., his son has unlimited money for lawyers. I uh, have to imagine that there's some uh, uh, highfalutin Texas attorney with uh, Texans cowboy hat, designer boots, and dual revolver holsters to his hips that will be able to talk about Mr. Allen's way out of prison sentence. And if that's not enough, they can simply have pop sensation Taylor Swift take the stand as a character witness. Even in Texas, I think she'd have some pull. Speaking of which, has anybody been able to get a hold of Taylor Swift yet? I'm not sure if I can properly give a take on – I'm not sure I can probably give a take on it until I know exact opinion of Patrick Mahomes, best tight end, pop star girlfriend. That was uh, you know, written by the person that broke this, of course. That's not my words. Uh, yeah. So – uh, the, and it says the address, the, uh, but to ad- address, to, but to address the question, we all want answers to. How does Patrick Mahomes' dad facing prison time affect the playing Super Bowl? <clears throat> does the smart money move? What does the smart money move from the Chiefs to the Niners? We are currently looking down the barrel of Chiefs plus two. Which. If you are a dumb gambler like myself, that means if you're betting the Chiefs, you you taking the you you are taking them money line. Obviously, I can't give a real insight as to how it'll affect the line. It probably won't at all. End article. <laughs> so, um, you know, it sucks. Hopefully, Mahomes uh, Senior can get through this, and uh, you know. Be 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 smart. You know they brought up a good point. They say that he's got all his son's got all this money, and his, you know, best friend Travis is dating the pops. You know, if you got all that money, why are you not calling an Uber? Yeah, really. So I I and 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 it's one of those cases that when people write an article like that that say you know with the lawyer and all the money, unlimited amounts and will probably escape prison time. I don't agree with that. People may disagree with this, and that's fine, but if you – me or you go do it, and we hire the lawyer we get, we're probably going to get some prison time. But him, being who he is, he probably won't. Uh, but that's you know, just life we live, I guess. But three of them, three DWIs, I mean, how many chances do you need not to do – I mean – you, you couldn't call an Uber. I, it's selfish. It's uh, to to drive under the influence. Uh, so be smart, you guys out there. Super Bowl parties next weekend. Be smart. You know, it's a lot cheaper to call an Uber than what it could potentially cost. Some things that might cost you can't even pay back. <clears throat> so, you know, that's just my opinion on it. That's my opinion too. Don't be. Out there running around, doing anything stupid. I mean, you're going to get out, have a DD. And make sure you guys are, uh, you know, if you guys are all listening, 
share the show out. We greatly appreciate that. No, that would be uh, very much appreciative. Uh, also, shout out to Blog Talk Radio. Shout out to One Ten Nation. Shout out to Jason and behind the scenes, as always, the producer Jared. Appreciate y'all. <clears throat> Appreciate y'all. Yeah, very much. So, who do you so staying on the Super Bowl topic here? Who do you got, and by how many winning? You know, it all depends on what team shows up. But I got the 49ers by 10. 49ers by 10, folks. You guys have heard it. The man has spoke. 49ers by 10. Because, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes hasn't really been Patrick Mahomes all year. And it's 49ers, man. They got all those weapons. They've been scoring all year. It'll be really interesting. I, you know, I I can agree with some of that for sure. Um, You know, Patrick Mahomes hasn't done a lot of Patrick Mahomes stuff, you know. you know, but at the same time, so I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas City. This is probably shocking you guys that are listening because <laughs> uh, I made my stance on Kansas City last week. I'm a Bronco fan. Like, come on now. But I got to approach it from a different position uh, with they said he couldn't go on the road and win. They – um, said that the 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 offense hasn't been scoring enough. They won seventeen to ten. <laughs> now, do I think seventeen wins against the Niners? Absolutely not. I think they're going to have to have, like TJ mentioned, they're going to have to have that game. They're going to have to have that thirty game that, because thirty points ain't getting. I think the game. I think the Niners score thirty plus. So this game could go one of two ways. We could have a knockdown drag out back and forth and get 30, 40 on the board. Or TJ might be right. Could put a, put a, put a good on them and beat them by 10, 15, 20. Um, you know, so because dating, because the, the, their regular season, they beat the Bears 41 to 10, second game of the year. They beat the Chargers 31 17. They beat the Raiders 31 17. They beat the Patriots 27-17. They put up 25 against the Bengals. They put up 26 in the wild card against the Dolphins. They put up 27-24 to the Bills and 17 to the Ravens. So they've only gotten four games over 25. Their defense has been outstanding this year for some odd reason for the players they've got. Um, so I don't think TJ is necessarily wrong on what he's saying. Um, you know, you've only scored – you've scored 40 once. 
you scored 30 once. I mean, most of your scores are 25 or under. Um, I just, I just don't see the, I just don't see them. Uh, the Niners not scoring 30. And uh, oh, breaking news on TV: Richard Caster dies at 75. He was a second-round pick. His <clears throat> favorite uh, three. He was a three-time Pro Bowler. He passed away at 75. Um, but I'm going to take the Chiefs back to that because the experience of most of the players that are on that team, the ones that matter, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, uh, the experience, I'll take the Chiefs, but they got to score 30, and I think they win by three. Uh, uh, I'm I could be wrong. They could win. They could win six to three. <laughs> I mean, uh, so I'm looking at some stats right now for San Francisco, and all year they averaged twenty eight point nine per game. That's number two in the league behind the Baltimore Ravens, I do believe. Correct. They, and and how been, many did they give up? They gave up eighteen point four. That's number three. And in, in games, they only allowed their opponents to score 1.9 touchdowns. Wow. I, I've got that here. Niners overall point forwarded 491, points allowed 298, and the Chiefs 294 allowed and point forwarded 371. So they they only allowed four more points than the Chiefs. But they've but they had a hundred and twenty more points allowed or points forward, I should say. So they are a better offense by by far. But their defense, like I said, we could have we could have a a, a six three game on our hands here. <laughs> so, but I'll I'll take the Chiefs by three, just because of the experience, the people that's been there, Andy Reid. Um, I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, the greatest of all time as coach. Uh, so, and I don't know. That's my opinion. I think he's the greatest of all time as a coach. Uh, you know, look how I many he took Donovan and had that team to four NFC championships to one Super Bowl. Didn't get the job done, but still got there, you know, right? That's got to count for something, I guess. Not the easy thing to get back to those championship games. Um, you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, but, but you also revert back to Tom Brady's first year in Tampa Bay as well. He mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl and that dog walked. Yeah, they did. They did. And, and, you know, and here's the thing: I, I'm rooting for the Niners. I am rooting for the Niners. I'm picking the Chiefs, but I'm rooting for the Niners because they have mystery relevance. And the thing of the matter is, too, I just looked up Kansas City's stats. Kansas City's been better at allowing opposing teams not to score. They're like one ranking above 49ers. They only allow 16 to the game. Nice. So it might be a defensive And if problem. you guys are listening, one – oh, sorry. It was a light lag. My fault. Go ahead. 
I think you might it might be like you said, it'd be six three. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Let's let's uh let's uh let's hope hope not. I you know, Mr. Relevant, y'all there wondering who's that. Well, he's a, it's the last pick in the draft, and that's who's quarterbacking for the Niners. I, I do believe. Yeah. So, what kind of story is that for people? You know, last pick in the draft, going against arguably when he's done playing playing the game, could be the goat. Um, I can't give somebody the nod to be the goat when you're currently playing. Just you know, uh, you know, it, you know. But you know, what what else you got on football? All the coaching vacancies been filled up. Dan Quinn gets another shot at uh, head coaching. He's got a lot to work through the commander's football team. What's your takeaway on Belichick and uh, your guys' former coach not getting a job? Is that shocking? Uh, Well, not so much as Mike Brable. Belichick, he has been one of the greatest NFL head coaches. I mean, in the last 20 years. <laughs> and to get snuck out of the job, I get it. Times are changing. They want younger because Belichick's, what, 70, 60? Yeah, he's uh so you know when they're, when, sure. they're old, when they're that old, people are organizations are thinking, well, we want someone younger because Belichick's probably going to be set in his ways. He is seventy-one. I don't. I just think. I I just think uh, people might be thinking. Yeah, the whole debate was it was it Brady or was it Tom Brady or was it Belichick? <laughs> was it Belichick or Brady? Who who was responsible for all that winning, right? And I think people are like, well, he left and won a Super Bowl, and the coach ain't done nothing since. So, you know, I which I, I think it was a combination of both. Both people fit the system great. They both worked with each other well, and it was what it was. I just think Belichick was spoiled with who he had as far as Tom Brady and a lot of other players that came through that organization over the last 20 years. Uh, you know, I, I think that all the coaches got hired were good were good hires though. I don't have any complaints on who wasn't hired. I think that I think that your guys' former coach should have got a job. I do think that for sure. Um, you know, and because if we look at as at his, at his body of work, right? Well, he, how many superstar did he, superstars did he actually have over the years? Henry. You know, I don't think that many. Like, and he would get players as they're retiring. Um, you know. So Henry. I, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 sitting here just trying to think, and like, who who all was there besides guys that were on their way out? Um, but I think he's a good coach. I think he'll end up landing somewhere doing something, um, you know, or at least I hope because variables. Cool. I mean, I watched Bustin' with the Boys podcast, and you know, 
with uh, Lawan and uh, Compton. And he's been on there a few times as a as a guest, you know, your coach. And his insight to things is just amazing. You know, so I hope he I hope he I hope he lands somewhere. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what my Broncos do uh, as far as with this whole quarterback thing. Um, it could get dicey. Uh, I'm not a fan of what's probably going to happen. I want <clears throat> I want to keep Wilson. Um, you know, but they don't. I think they want to get rid of him and keep. The coach, which that's probably going to be what's going to happen. I, I think the coach, uh, I don't know. I, I think the coach is wanting Drew Brees back so badly, and they're picking, as far as I can see, they're trying to go after a quarterback in this year's draft, uh, the guy from uh, North Carolina. Uh, or what, was it Drake, Drake, uh, Drake May? Yeah. Drake May is yeah that he's from North Carolina. Uh, they're saying he's, you know, Drew Brees. But if if my boy from LSU falls down that deep and we grab him, then I'm a I'm like all right, because uh, there's a lot of people saying he might be available. You know, <laughs> you know but a lot of people are big on on his. What's huh? his name? Jane Williams. Who? Jaden Williams. Yeah, he's a, he won the Heisman, didn't he? <clears throat> yes. I've heard Marvin Harrison Jr. is going number one overall. You know, could uh, – I think it's a quarterback. I think it's a quarterback that um, goes – Maybe, maybe it's not. You know, but who who's got the number one overall pick? The Bears. The Bears. Yeah. Isn't Justin um, Justin Fields is there though, right? Yeah, Justin Fields is there. I think give Fields more chance. I mean, you really can't. Base the quarterback. Justin Fields is a great quarterback. He he's been with Chicago though in a shitty situation. Has never had any weapons. Doesn't have an offensive line, and you can't expect a good quarterback. I don't even think Tom Brady played that well behind the line. Justin Fields is playing. Yeah, I don't. I I heard that they might be getting rid of Justin Fields. Um, who's the quarterback down at the, the Falcons? I heard something about sh- shipping him there. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, but I think they're going to draft a quarterback as well. I think they draft one as well. They got Jaden Daniels going second overall. Uh, to Carolina Panthers. Washington Commanders. Or Commanders. That, 
or New England. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see him being available. We have the 11th pick. I'm I'm not sure. I've seen edge rushers. I've seen corners because we we got rid of Kareem Jackson. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's been kind of all over the place. You know, one week it'll be – they'll be real big on this player, and then the next week they'll be real big on the next, you know. <clears throat> we really won't know. All over until, the place. We really won't know until uh, the combine happens. Yeah. Who Who is Tennessee Titans looking uh, to get? Are they – what's their – who's their number one prospect or hoping to land? Uh, they're looking at an offensive tackle. I have heard rumors or thinking about trading up for the number one pick. Who do you personally think they should try to go out? Who, you know, what do you think your team needs? They need an offensive line, but if you could strike good in the free agency with some good. Offensive tackles, and I'm not talking about guys on their way out. I'm talking about guys that are actually in their prime and are very, very decent. I would go after Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia. He reminds me so much of Frank Wycheck. He he can block, and he can run like a deer and catch the ball as well. Now is is uh, Henry uh, a free agent this year? Yeah, so it's going to be. I've heard reports that they might be getting rid of Henry. Yeah, I've heard reports that Henry might be signing up with the Dallas Cowboys or the Ravens. Dallas Cowboys, even though I'm, you know. Not a fan of the Cowboys, or nor might you know. <laughs> but I, I don't think I think he fits there. I, I think it might be dangerous if he went there. Yeah, but I think Cowboys do Cowboy stuff. I think it would be dangerous too. But the thing of the matter is, as long as Dak that Prescott is starting quarterback, they ain't going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think that they got a big issue with other things too. Uh, the owner being one, Jerry Jones. Like, as long as Jerry Jones is at the forefront and always needs a limelight, that that team, they're not making – they're not winning two, two playoff games. You know, like, they've had nine all-pros in the last uh, – they had nine all-pros not long, not long ago. I don't think it was this year. Um, I'm drawing a, such a blank right now. I'm uh, trying to think of the year they had – but they they have a handful of all pros. They get uh, a handful or more Pro Bowlers. Uh, you know, lose two or three games a season. All for what? To lose in the first round? Yeah. Uh, and and in, I think it's because Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, won't let his ego get aside. And let them boys play ball. And when he made the comment last week, we'll go as far as I'm not moving on from Dak. We'll go as far as Dak takes us. What does that comment even mean? <laughs> what did you see? The, did you see that interview? Yeah. 
Oh, my leg. I said, you'll go as far as he takes you. Oh, so what? We're getting – we're either A, going to barely get the division win, or we're going to get beat in the first round? Because it's not a couple seasons ago. Remember when it was the NFC lease, they called it, because two teams may, or one team may, won the division going under 500 by two games? Um, I just think Jerry – I'm not even saying – I think Dak it can be a good quarterback. But you've already got that star on your helmet. You're already called America's team still, and you ain't won nothing since 95. You've already got all that pressure. You're the most expensive sports franchise in the world, bigger than any soccer team, bigger than any basketball team, baseball team. You've got all that to um, – uh, you got all that to compete with, and to represent. And then you got the the the, the owner, the general manager, the same. You know, he holds all the positions. Uh, I'm surprised he's not coaching yet. Um, yeah, he is. He's in the draft meetings. You know, yeah, he's in the draft meetings. You know, um, he'll keep a co- a coach for three or four years, and then boom, gone. See ya. Um, you know, did I think it was time to move on from Garrett? Yeah, but he's, a, he's the only guy that gave you a playoff win in however long. So I think they need – I think that if somebody would stand up, like his son or somebody – but they're not going to. They're not going to. That man's going to be in charge until he decides not to be in charge. And I think that's a shame because uh, they've had a ton. Think of the receivers that's come through there. Right now, the best one in the game, I think, is CDM. I mean, they struck gold when they grabbed him. Think about think about uh, what well, they had Bland this year. They had nine picks. They had Micah Parsons, what uh, uh, the Marcus Lawrence. They have um, uh, they when they when they had Zeke. You know, like think about the Pete. Like just you know. Jerry Jones, though, he's like, you know, leaves blown in the air. He don't care. What, he's big on you, and then when he ain't, he ain't. Like, um, you know, remember how he was big on Elliot, and then, well, Elliot even in the league. <laughs> Zeke, yeah, he was in the paper. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but. Oh, I didn't even know yeah, that. Joe Namath tied in. Uh, Richard Casher is the one that passed away earlier. I was drawing a blank earlier, y'all. When I was trying to say Joe Namath tied in, I couldn't put it together. But anyway, what were we saying? So we got uh, what's his name, Brian, uh, Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. And so his dad is leaving Cleveland. His dad is one of the best offensive line coaches. His dad was in Cleveland to join his son in Tennessee. Mm, okay. So, back to talking about what that team needs and everything. I do believe that Brian Callahan still is one of Joe Burrow's targets. It ain't going to be Jamar Chase. But I think he'll snag T. Higgins in the free agency. So T. Higgins on the other side of Chase? 
Yeah, T. Higgins is on the other side of Chase. And Ooh. T. Higgins is uh, up for contract this year. He's a free agent. So you have the Hopkins on one side, and you'll have T. Higgins on the other. That would be uh, that'd be something. I think it's going to be some cool moves um, that happen in the NFL after the Super Bowl. Um, next week's show is going to be all about the Super Bowl, y'all. So you got to make sure you come back. Um, we're going to get into some basketball talk, and in about uh, we got a, a about looks like about 42 minutes of show left. If we go the full 90 minutes, uh, so we're going to open up the phone lines here in about uh, 10 minutes. So, but to segue on into some basketball, there's been some stuff going on in basketball um, as we're getting close to the All-Star game and the trade deadlines and all that stuff. And uh, But quickly, two-time NBA champion Earl the Twirl Kirtan passes away at the age of 66. So, shout out to him and his family and prayers to them and as they deal with that. But, uh, so, the big news of the day in the NBA is Joel Embiid, or as I like to call him, Joel Embed, um, is out for a significant time with a meniscus surgery he's going to have to have. He had suffered the injury last week. I was actually watching the game, and he kind of stepped backward over, a, you know, player and just kind of just went down with it. But he's reigning MVP, averaging 35.3 and 11.3 boards so far this year. And he is the reigning MVP. And he was up for his bonus and all that stuff that comes in. the uh, You know, you meet the requirements of what it says in your contract. And the NBA uh, bargaining agreement says you've got to play 65 of your games be, to be eligible for said, I guess, bonuses or, or – uh, Stuff like that. They've been talking about this last couple of weeks. Have you been seeing any of this? They've been talking about like Tyrese Halliburton and some other players that have missed significant time, but they've got to get to a certain threshold. And so a lot of people are saying that's bull and they shouldn't this, they shouldn't that. And um, but so Joel Embiid, I'll get back to that. But Joel Embiid's out for a while. They're saying it's not unrealistic he can be back this year, but he's going to be out for uh, a while. So it looks like he's going to miss some money coming his way because he's I, I'm not sure he's going to meet that 65 mark uh and he's had a phenomenal year um but so back to the money thing I am agreeing with Charlie Charles Charles Barkley says heck it should have been 70 games I think or even 75 they play 82 games okay almost every player up till 15 years they all played 80 games they all played, 80, you know, 75, 80 games, and now you're taking rest days. You're taking two-day rest. You're taking. How do you have so many rest days or days off in a era where you have all the money, you have the uh, best uh, um, doctors, medicines, training available, rehabs available? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, like, back in the 90s and 80s and 70s and so on, like, when, you know, you're lucky to get a cortisone, 
for a, a broken ankle, right? So, and now we need to take time off. And, and, and so my biggest thing about that is you work an entire year to save money. So, like, for me, I live in southeast Missouri, right? I can go watch a Memphis Grizzly game a couple hours away, Okay. They're playing the late, you know, that's where LeBron's. I want to go see LeBron play. I want to see him play John Morant. I want to see that matchup. I save all year to take five people with me. We go, well, they're on a rest day. Don't know when I'll ever be able to go to another. That's my biggest, for, for people like that, families like that, that save and save and save to go see, and then, well, so-and-so's been ruled out for the game. Because, yes, sometimes they do put that in advance, so you know going into it, but sometimes they don't. And what if it just happened to be that time? Do you agree, disagree? Uh, you know, what's your take uh, on the meeting? You have to play so many games to make money, uh, the, the layoffs, people taking rest days. Well, I, you know, it's a soft league that. anyway. I mean, yeah, you play 82 game schedule. I mean, it's it's tough to play 82 games and not take a, a rest day. I mean, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of games. And I think don't they do because they play for them at least. They play what? Don't they in the MLB? Don't they play over over 100 games? Play 163, 162. Yeah. Uh, and they, yeah, the hockey, football, fo- hockey and football, the most physical, you know, uh, NASCAR, race car racing. You don't see people driving 200 laps and then stopping. Like, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's a soft league. The, it's not even near what it was, you know. And now they're, and so they take that away. Now they're all talking about it's a money deal. Well, the one you guys just said to begin with, you know, yeah. but that, that, that just, you know, that just kind of irks whatever. Another thing, the breaking news was Doc Rivers is coaching the all-star game. I can only coaching three games so far as he took over uh, for the old coach, Adrian, which I thought was totally bogus to fire a guy that had the best team in the NBA. They had the best record and they fired him. Uh, but Doc Rivers has announced that he's given the all-star ring or the money, whatever, to that coach. That's cool, Doc Rivers. Um, I thought it was silly to, to hire. Yeah, he won an NBA championship with the Boston Celtics in 2008. But outside of that, Doc Rivers has had how many great teams at all the places he coached and ain't done nothing. And this other, you know, I, I just disagree. But they're saying that there was some tension with a couple players with the coach. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm thinking, hey, suck it up, Buttercup. You know? Oh. Look how many people play for people they may not get along with or may uh, – if everybody's getting along and singing Kumbaya, I mean, are we really pushing each other? You know? I want a coach that ain't going to just be a yes man or tell me, you know, like, so you get your little feelers hurt and say, oh, get him out of here. Then the front office fires him because your superstar said so. What? I just, I, what's he going to demand a, a trade? It's another thing. You give these people high contracts, big contracts, and at any point they can say, oh, I want out, I demand a trade, or I won't play. Let them sit. <laughs> Don't pay them. Well, then that hurts the bottom dollar. So they got, you know, like James Harden did that. Durant, Kyrie Irving, they've demanded these trades after signing extensions. You know, that's like 
you having a car for sale, and I know it's sitting on four flats, and I get mad at you because I can't drive it out of your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I knew what team I was already on. You come with me in an extension. I sign it, and then three days later, I want out. Like I said, that's like saying I got a car for sale. Hey, sir, it's got it's got four flats. You got to have it towed. I get dropped off by an Uber, and I'm mad at you now. I got to get a tow truck. <laughs> you know, so that don't make no sense. You know, that's like that's like at Sonic they put peanut butter on hamburgers now. But whatever, I heard that they they call them Goober burgers and they're phenomenal. Ain't had one, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have. Have you one. heard about that burger? I have had one. Have you had it? I have. Oh, is it good? You want my honest opinion? Yeah, well, yeah, I want nothing but honesty. Uh, it's the best damn burger I've ever had. Dang it, I keep hearing this. Uh, from I keep hearing everybody talk about this. Oh, I'm going to have had, to try it. i tell you what, it's so good, I've had it two or three times. I'm going to have to try this. I, I have seen a couple people review it, and... Uh, one person said the only thing he was mad about that they only put one shot of peanut butter on it, and he had to get his own jar and put more on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, I mean, because he showed that he's like, he pulled it apart, showed that he's like, oh, it's a good this, good that, right amount of bacon, right amount of cheese, but oh man, it's supposed to be a peanut butter, and you give me, you give me one shot, <laughs> so he had to get his own out and put it on there. But that, apparently, it's called a goober burger, or most people call it. Sonic doesn't call it that, I don't think. But this guy and other people, I said they say it's called a goober burger. Said you won't ever eat another one the same. Uh, I was that way when I, uh, restaurants will give you, you know, a runny egg on a hamburger, a cheeseburger, and I won't eat another one without the egg right now. So, oh, I guess I'll try one this week, y'all. And when we come back next week for Super Bowl episode three, I'll let you know my opinion about it. Yes, we talk about. Stuff besides sports. We're talking about burgers. <laughs> you ain't never going to eat a hamburger without peanut butter again. I, you know, hey, we're gonna, we'll are we'll find out. We will find out. And it being – so it's 927. We've got about 30 minutes left. If anybody wants to call in, call in. Let's hear your guys' opinions on what we've discussed tonight. Um, so the lines are open. And, again – I want to give a shout-out to Block Talk Radio, Jason, 110 Nation Sports, TJ, my co-host, Jared, our producer, uh, the almighty God above. Very grateful. Thank you, guys. Thank all of you guys. Thank you so much. Seth Curry, man. How do you put up 60 points and still lose the game? Right, right. And before we get into that, because that was, that was what I was going to next, I had my thing pulled up, and it went it went dark on me. So that's why I was silent for a second. But if you uh, want to call in, uh, hit us up at 718-664-9861. That's 718-664-9861. We'll be on here for about the next 30 minutes or so. Um, maybe a little longer, maybe a little less, maybe even five minutes. You just never know around here. We just, we just go with the flow, and if we got good flow, 
we're going to roll. And if I keep rhyming, we're going to make this a music podcast because I'm really good at that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> don't make me spit bars. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if we've got people listening, they'll all stop. <laughs> yes, Steph Curry puts up 60 and still lost, 141 to 134. By the one man show. You know, they're talking about people, you know, uh, baiting people into getting fouls and going to the foul line, getting all these points. But then again, if you try to go from the three point line, well, then there's that landing space stuff that they talk about. It's a foul or a flagrant if you don't get somebody a spot to land. And, you know, I just, like I'm, I was talking about earlier, this softness of the league. And, like, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, how many more threes would they have made if they didn't have somebody hanging on them as they're shooting a three, let alone letting them get a landing spot? Because Reggie Miller started doing the thing where he kicked his foot out at you when he shot a three. When he would shoot his jumper, he would extend his feet to separate that, to get you off of him. And then they turned that into a rule where you could, you know – uh, several years after that. Now it's like you can't even be in a bubble of somebody shooting. Um, you know, I don't know. Is the league – is it turning into an all-star game every game? You know, let me ask you that, TJ. Do you think the game is turning into an all-star game with people like Steph Curry getting 60, Joel Embiid getting 70, Carl Anthony Towns getting 62 – on the same night, three days later, Luca getting 73, Devin Booker getting 62, did the same thing, and now Curry with 60, joining Kobe, who hit 60 on his final NBA game. As the only players in history to do it, 35 years or older. That's what I was going to bring up, because there's been a lot of high-scoring players this year. And that's what's insane. I mean, 70, 70, 66, I mean, it's like there's no high in team. So, I mean, why is one person getting 70 points, 60 points? I mean, it seems like a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the night that Joel hits 70, Big Cat's coach comes out, Carlton Towns' coach comes out and says, you know, he's mad about what was going on because he was forcing the ball to him. And if you got a guy that's hot, sure, it's fine, but they were reporting. And, and they had people on the bench that were not participating in the game, like, say, players that I guess don't get much play. They were feeding him stats. They were getting big cat stats about how many Embiid was at and, and when the game finished, what he landed with so he could try to pass it. That, that to me, that is, that's, that's crazy, you know. Um, if you go out there and have a night where you just go off on somebody, cool. But you don't see the greats of who's had 40, 50, 60-point games out there asking people to feed them stats. What am I chasing? This, that. You know, like, they just go out there and let their game speak for itself. Um, and like you said, even though if you're open, you're going to kick it out to somebody because they're chasing a the stat. Uh, records are meant to be broke or, or these crazy numbers, but not in that manner, in my opinion. That You know, I mean, um, I mean you just you just take the Steph Curry game. He scored sixty, right? And then 
everybody else put together scored 74. Yeah, in a losing effort. Big Cats get almost yep. all these people's games. It's in a losing effort even. If you go to Giannis, it got 64 against Indiana in December. That's six 60-point games. The most in any season in NBA history, there are still two months to play. Last season, or, uh, Dame, yeah, Dame, Dame, Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell went for 71 each in consecutive months. We now had two different 70-point scores in two straight seasons. That's also never happened. You would think that scoring 60 would at least ensure a win. But these days, that's what it takes just to stay in a game. With everyone hitting all the, you know, the shots, Towns, Booker, Curry all lost despite having 60. That's only happened 11. That's only happened to 11 players in history. Three of them have come in the past two weeks. So, you know, Curry has now scored 58 times after the age of 30, passing Wilt for the most all-time. On Saturday, Curry felt two points shy of his career high of 62, and now is the 10th player to record multiple 60-point games, Wilt and Jordan. The last five games, Steph is shooting 39 points a game, six rebounds, five assists. Passing Michael Jordan's old players to score 90, 90, 195 plus points over a five-game span. He ain't even like he's set the ball great either. He went 10 of 23 from three yeah. and 6 of 6 from the free throw line and 22 of 38 from the field. He joins Lillard and Towns, scored 60, and makes at least 10 three-pointers. This is the 23rd time he has scored 10 threes in the game by far. A NBA record next is Clay Thompson with nine. And, 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 yes, he is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. You know. uh, Beal, uh, the Suns beat the Wizards 140-112. to 112. Uh, Beal went for 43, shot 76% from the field. And his return um, back to what? Right. Um, in other news with basketball, uh, we've got the LeBron stuff uh, with uh, his agent coming out and saying, um, you know, LeBron's not going anywhere. He doesn't want to trade. And then you and then you get LeBron, and LeBron leaves it kind of vague. So, who, you know, who knows where or what's going to happen? Um, with LeBron next year. We all know that his son will be drafted next year. He's already said for the last 10 years, when my son joins the NBA, I'm going where he gets drafted. So does he hold that up or does he not? I think he does. The Lakers somehow in the lottery, if they had the NBA lottery draft, they do. If they're not in the top five, which they probably won't be because of the record they're going to finish with, the playoffs they'll make, whatever. I, even though they're right now 500 or, or right around there, I think they finish strong, and they'll have a, a later pick in the draft after top ten. So, you know, I'm not sure. What do you think? What do you, do you think? You think what Rich Paul is saying, LeBron's not going anywhere, but then LeBron says, you know, no I, comment basically. 
I, I don't think Bronny, Bronny James is going to get drafted this year. I think he stays in the school one more year due to that medical incident he had. It kind of put him behind in his college career. So he's just now starting to really play good. But um, I've been hearing here hitting around uh, him joining Steph Curry somewhere. You imagine yeah. that duo? I, I've heard them say that it would be a cool thing, you know, to to play, you know, uh, together. Uh, but you know, it all started because uh, a caller called in wanted to ask a question, the the speculation about LeBron because he put a tweet out or whatever it's called now with the it being called X. I don't know what they're called, but. Uh, Put a little tweet out with an hourglass, basically telling people, hey, time's running out here. He just turned 39 December 30th, people. How many more years do you think LeBron's really going to play? You know? So with him putting that tweet out with an hourglass, he's letting people put him on notice. Hey, we're 500. Hey, we won the season tournament. We won seven games in a row. What are we doing? We can turn it on. Tur- like LeBron said, we can beat any team we want on any night and the very next night get our head wrung. <laughs> and he's not wrong. And he's playing still at a high level and putting the numbers up he's putting up at 39 years old. Me personally, I think his son's drafted next year. They play together. He retires. That's what I think. That, well, that's just as me. Of, as of right now, Ronnie James is averaging 5.6 points a game point eight rebounds, two assists, and he's thirty six percent field goal. He is projected to go undrafted. Correct. I did I did see that, but he gets drafted because they get a two to they get a package. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're one of the lower NBA teams like the Pistons, okay? The Pistons have a lot of young talent, but they're young. And they're not doing very well. They lost like 28 games straight or whatever until like a month ago. Uh, you've got the number one pick. You don't take you don't take Bronny to get LeBron, even if it's for a year. He turns the, he gets you not like he's averaging still 25 seven and seven or they're near 25 seven and eight at 39. TJ, like. How does he go undrafted? That would be crazy to me. But then again, if he goes undrafted, guess who can swoop him up and guess who doesn't have to leave L.A.? Yeah. Just like they signed Scottie Pippen's son uh, and uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son to the Lakers last year on a a 10-day deal and then a two-way contract, they released O'Neal's son, Sharif, and they kept uh, Pippen Jr., and then they got rid of him going into this season. He played a whole year with them. He didn't see but a couple of few minutes because when they were up real big. But still, why couldn't – why can't he go undrafted? That's the best scenario to happen. I mean, think about that till now. He goes undrafted. By the way, good point to bring that up. Goes undrafted. Lakers say, hey, we'll give you a, a G League contract. And then when the season starts, boom, now, you're, now you made the roster. LeBron doesn't have to go nowhere. They live in L.A. They don't want to relocate. I think now. Well, now I'm sold on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm sold now. 
I think he stays in school one more year. You think he stays one more year? Yeah. Really? And lets his old man get another year older? I don't know about that. I don't know. And then and then back to the – go ahead. He's got a lot of hate coming his way right now with the not living up to his daddy's hype, and they're comparing him to Michael Jordan's son. Son that fit next to his college career, wouldn't have been your dad. He is leaps and bounds better than Michael Jordan's boy. Oh yeah, most definitely. But they're comparing the. Are we talking about Michael Jordan's son that just married Scottie Pippen's ex-wife? So they're comparing him, Michael Jordan's son. So he's got a lot of. I think he. I think coming back for a sophomore year to prove all of them wrong. Possibly, possibly, but I think yeah, he he is way better than Michael Jordan's boy. Now he's only known for marrying Scottie Pippen's wife a month ago, which is a whole other ordeal in itself too. That woman used to babysit that kid. What in the world are we doing? Uh, but Ooh. anyway. What are we doing, people? And then he says, "Dad, are you going to be there and be what? Are you?" He sent him a four-letter word and said, "Are you nuts?" <laughs> but LeBron put out, or Rich Paul, his uh, best friend slash agent says, "LeBron won't be traded, and we aren't asking to be." Paul said in reaction to some growing speculations about James' future ahead of next week's trade deadline. So that's put all to bed, right? He says, "Well, no, not quite." On Friday, James not he put out. Tweet something, uh, but still caught more attention. Uh, decide it says that he was undecided on his fifty-one million dollar contract to remain on the team next season, and that he had also considered playing for the Knicks. That's when Stephen A. Smith, I remember on, on, on the first take, Stephen Smith said that would be the best thing for them to happen. That the Knicks would win a championship if he went there. <laughs> there is a lot of talent in the Knicks. Um, but he said, just kidding. He wore. Uh, he wore mixed colored shoes. Um, yeah. But I don't think he gets traded by any means. By any means. So the caller that called in asked that question. Great question. Um, we got about 15 minutes left. So, again, if you guys want to call in, please do. Um what what have you seen this vi- this Vision Pro this Apple Vision Pro thing? I have not. Uh, apparently, it, it's like um, what the number to call in? Sorry, seven one eight six six four nine eight six one. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's called Vision Pro for Apple. It reminds me of uh, what's that? What's those video Oculus? Is that what that's called? An Oculus? Yeah, the Oculus. It's a it's an Apple's version Pro's AR VR or both. Uh, it says Apple employees outnumber customers at Vision Pro launch in San Francisco's Union Square. Uh, I, I was watching a guy named Steve will do it from the Nuff Boys from Full Sim Podcast. He had one on today, and he was doing live from it. And he could see the – I mean, so 
you need to look into it. I haven't really looked into it much, but it's only thirty four ninety nine. Apple you know, Vision. You know, if you got thirty, yeah, if you got thirty five hundred bucks laying around. Go get you one. Um, we are not sponsored by them by any stretch of the means. So, but if you want to, cool, holler at us. Yeah. So. And they only got a point two meeting out of five hundred. Do what? The rating on them, you know, out of five stars is six stars. Yeah, they had it at a uh, basketball event, apparently, the Celtics game. But, yeah, that's I know it's off topic, y'all, of sports, but it is in sports because I've seen sports players buying them. Uh, Ludacris even talked about, you know, his being what it was. Um, so, but, yeah, $3,500 will get you Apple Vision. Someone said and, again, it. y'all, that number is 618-664-9861 to call it. Someone actually said, are you seriously going to spend $3,500 for this? Go buy a MetaQuest. <laughs> oh, so back to the NBA draft. They took LeBron James to enter the 2024 NBA draft. But it's also important to note out that the Lakers do not have a first-round pick. Right. Yeah, they were talking about moving people around to get it, but, uh, yeah. Well, um, if we don't have any callers calling in, I guess we could go ahead and wrap this episode two up, unless you've got anything else, TJ. I thought we had a... Pretty good conversations of wide variety. Yeah, I, I um, you know, want to again thank thank y'all for listening. This was episode two of the closers with me and TJ. Um, we'll be back next weekend. Will be nine o'clock. Central. I know we're typically 8.30, but with the Super Bowl and stuff like that, hopefully it's over. It gives us enough time. Uh, We'll be back about 9 o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday next weekend. Uh, You know, so. But uh, uh, you got Jared on the line. Uh, What's up, Jared? Okay. I just wanted to tell y'all that y'all did an awesome job on the show tonight. It was great. Uh, y'all back and forth. I laughed so hard. Y'all have no idea. I laughed so hard when y'all started talking about peanut butter on hamburgers. I also wanted to throw up, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I ain't going to laugh. I laughed any harder, I'd have peed in my pants. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was great. So, yeah, y'all, y'all keep it up. And, and we got Tony listening, too. So t- shout out to Tony for listening. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. tune in next week. Great show, guys. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh thank you Jared for what you're doing behind the scenes. We appreciate you. Um and hope you guys all um uh, you know, 
have a great week and, you know, do the right thing. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Sunday. Don't look down somebody unless you're helping them up, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Good night. All right. Good night. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.